Hi, and welcome to journalism.co.uk podcast with me, Marcela Kunova. This week, we'll talk about blockchain. Blockchain is not just about Bitcoin or just about cryptocurrency. This technology starts to be implemented in all kinds of sectors, such as real estate or healthcare. I think the journalist community starts to accept the idea that there is something about this whole blockchain thing. But what is it exactly? How does it work? And crucially, why should journalists and digital publishers care? To find out, this week we caught up with Daniel Zeberg, a blockchain expert and co-founder of IO Company, who helps us shed the light on what blockchain actually is. For people who have that burning question of what is blockchain, and probably more importantly, what is the value, or more specifically, what is the value of blockchain for journalism? I might say, ask yourself how you see the internet. Now, this is a technological construct that we've all come to take largely for granted. I'm talking about the underpinning architecture that allows you and I currently to have this conversation that allows anyone to consume any journalism. And in the way that the internet is this distributed mesh network, it connects all of us through two tin cans and some string. And it's a super rudimentary way of thinking about communication and sharing anything in this world. And in the way that we communicate, a distributed network allows us to do that. Okay. And all blockchain is, is way of unpacking the centralized nodes that rose up thanks to the World Wide Web. Okay, remembering that the internet and the web are two different technological constructs. They have different ways to talk to each other, different protocols, different software, hardware, da da da. And the architecture of the internet's become like a utility. People don't even think about having the internet, but guess what? There continues to be a pretty strong digital divide. And every time I go somewhere, somebody talks about not having great access to the internet. But the World Wide Web came along and created, Marcella, what I would call centralized nodes. You could call it Facebook, you could call it LinkedIn, Twitter, any place where money or advertising has probably allowed these centralized nodes to exist. And those could also be the New York Times, The Guardian. These are, these are centralized entities of trust. So if we're all pulling apart, or some people are pulling apart some of the centralized nodes because of the concerns around lack of trust, then blockchain is trying to say, these got too big. Some practical applications of blockchain are based around identity. Issues like governance, vote, even tackling misinformation online by using the wisdom of the crowd. One of the most appealing aspects of blockchain is what some call radical transparency. This technology allows news organizations to give visibility to every person who participated in the creation of news content, highlighting the authors, editors, and also verified sources if that's desirable. This allowed the audience to know how any particular story was put together. The best applications of blockchain in terms of how it relates to journalism could be around identity. 
right? Reimagining what it means to have a login, a password, right? What if it's not managed by a centralized entity? What if you have, let's call it a fingerprint that starts to feel like that's your identity no matter where you go? Why does it need to be stored anywhere except through some protocol that just knows who you are? It's just a way that people can communicate with each other. And the identity part of blockchain allows kind of a reimagining of what that looks like. One obvious problem is privacy. If everything can be traced, how can journalists protect their sources who need to remain anonymous? Well, Zeebuck says blockchain startups like, for example, Pressland, currently only use publicly available information. This is nothing new. It's just a different way of doing things, giving more power and even rewards to the internet users who participate. The, the simple fact of what is blockchain, it's the internet, everybody, okay? It's, it's, it's the same thing in a smaller way that's starting all over again. It's basically what's old is new again, reconstructed to 2019. What's useful? What do people care about? It's not, it's not fundamentally changing the way humans trust. It's reimagining the way that we've become very centralized and dependent on a small group of people and thinking, well, if we distribute it and make it transparent, does that add more trust? I think it's a question. Blockchain, which is where you could throw cryptocurrency or any other of these buzz terms, but anything that starts to feel like monetary incentive to participate got to have the mission part or nobody will care. Whichever way you're looking at it, blockchain is not going to solve all the problems under the sun. It will solve some and perhaps create others. But what blockchain does do is bringing transparency into the publishing process. So, practically, how can journalists use blockchain? As a former editor of the CNN.com technology section, I will tell you there were plenty of stories that needed to be corrected. And when they were corrected, it was called republishing it through the CMS, which is what I can probably guarantee most newsrooms still do today. And what happens is you get a tiny update right? This story was updated. Oh, really? When? How? By who? What? Why? What's the obligation for journalists in newsrooms who get something wrong to correct anything? So thinking about content as something permanent is actually something left over from a printing press. So I think there's a sense that all content is temporary. And if we have to override something or add to the provenance, then have the debate about what's right, what's wrong. Isn't that the role of journalists? I mean, I just feel like there's some amount of this that's responsibility of the people creating the technology. The other part of the responsibility is for the journalists to get it right and create amazing, compelling content the first time. That looks like stress and pressure and worry and getting the truth. And there's always going to be a messy intersection of this. Like, this isn't ever going to be perfect. I suppose the real question is, how does blockchain help bringing more transparency? And more crucially, does transparency equal trust? So let's take video, okay, as an area of deep fakes, right? So everybody worries about the next way to fool everyone. And deep fakes are what people refer to as, you know, a video that's just been edited to look like something else. It's President Obama saying something terrible about America or something. And how do you figure out whether that's real or not? Well, I'd argue that one of the biggest challenges within blockchain is looking at a long provenance chain and trying to figure out how to tell, how to build a signal of trust for the audience. 
And if you look at a video, a journalistic video, like let's just say Reuters gets, has a video that they've distributed on the internet and they've distributed to all their subscribers and it's got 10 different sources, right? They've taken some user-generated video, they've taken some stock video, they've got a few interviews, B-roll, da-da-da, okay. They pack all that into one video and the video gets out there in the world and we all sit and watch it and go, everybody goes, I don't know, right? Because there's no signal or way to look through that provenance chain. Who shot the AP video that Reuters subscribed to that's in the video? What's their track record? Who's the person who told the thing? I don't know. Unpack videos to the nth degree and you've got the biggest challenge probably facing blockchain today how do you examine extensive, deep provenance chains and not infringe on people's privacy and ensure that for journalists, the value add is transparency equals trust, question mark? I think the difficulty remains, what is the universal signal of trust that we can ever create in this world? What is the blue tick of journalism? So if transparency does equal trust, at some point it comes back to a centralized node. And the ways in which we've pulled it apart, it's still got to come back to some humans who say, you can trust this. And that's the part where technology, hopefully, will never replace humans. So why should the journalists care about blockchain? Because if they don't, they may miss an opportunity. To ask people the same question that you and I wrestled with, does radical transparency equal greater trust? I think that's an open question. And I think that if I came to you with an answer, I would feel disingenuous. I think that there's a lot that's happening that's perhaps saying yes, but I think that there's a lot that still needs to be figured out to bring more people from the no camp. This is all we have time for today. Thank you to Daniel Zeebeck, blockchain expert and co-founder of the IO company for talking to us. See you next time. Bye.